Shalom. As we know, in this week's Parsha, Parshas Vayigash, the story of Yosef and his brothers reaches a climax where Yosef reveals to his brothers that he indeed is Yosef, meaning the second in command, Mishnah Lamelech, is Yosef. However, the question, the following question begs itself. And this is the question that I saw, thanks to my friend, Avitzchak Svei, from a book, Mishulchan Rabbi Eliyahu Baruch. He says the following, If you look carefully to all the information we have about the story between Yosef and his brothers, based on all the Midrashei Chazal, how can it be that the brothers of Yosef, who were smart people, how could they not put the puzzle together and realize, before Yosef told them that it's him, how could they not realize that Yosef was the person standing in front of them that was the second in command to the kingship in Mitzrayim? It should have been so obvious. He lists in this book around 15 hints that they should have, through them, come to the realization that Yosef, their brother, was in charge. I'll just mention some, and then we'll go on to the next question. First of all, we know based on Yaakov Avinu, their father's suggestion, he told them, when you go down to Mitzrayim, ensure that you split. All, all of you, split. Everyone go through a different gate so that they don't pick up on the fact that you came. However, they did pick up on it. How in the world did Egypt realize that they were all brothers? It must be that someone behind the scenes, i.e. Yosef, knew their names and told them, be aware of when they come through the gates. So they should have figured that out. Second of all, they knew exactly what Yosef looked like because Yosef looked exactly like their father. So it's true the Chazal tell us that Yosef left the house without having a beard and now he has a beard, so he looks different. But we all know that he looked exactly like Yaakov Avinu and Yaakov, they knew what he looked like with a beard. He was with a beard. So how did he not pick up on that? Second of all, the dreams that Yosef told them about, they were in front of their eyes, bowing down twice like the, the dreams indicated to, to Yosef. Who else did they bow down to in their lives? Couldn't they figure out that it was Yosef as well? Next, Yosef was an Ivri. They knew he was Jewish. So why? And at Kadekach, that Yosef was not able to eat bread together with other Egyptians. Couldn't they put two and two together? That it's their brother? Yosef always said that he's a Yireh Elohim, that he, he believes in, in Hashem. So that also should have been a hint to, to the fact that it's Yosef, their brothers. Yosef kept asking about their father. If he really believed they were spies, why did he keep caring about their father, giving him money, giving them clothes? Why is he doing that? It doesn't make sense. It must be that it's Yosef, their brother. Based on the Gemara in Chulin, without going into details, the Pasuk Tavoch Tavach, when he invited them to eat at his house, he ensured that the wife, his wife, will show them how they shechted the meat that it's kosher. Why, why, did they, why did the wife show them that? They should have picked up on the fact that there's something going on over here. As well, Yosef told them, I know exactly what you guys are all about. I can see that you killed, you totally wiped out the city of Shechem, which they did, two of the brothers. And he kept saying secrets about their lives. How did they not pick up on the fact it was Yosef? And don't tell me that they thought it was based on witchcraft and Avoid because we know that Chazal teaches they didn't believe in that. And the epitome of it all is that when Yosef sat down to eat with them, he put them in a very specific order from the oldest to youngest. Surely that 
should have given away everything. But yet, they did not pick up on it. And the question is why? That's the question that my friend showed me that's brought down in Mishulchan Rabbi Eliyahu Bauch. On top of that, I would like to add and ask, what was the motivation behind the fact that Yosef wanted to give them all these hints? Because it was pretty obvious that Yosef did not want them to pick up on the fact that he's their brother. He was hiding that fact. On the other hand, he gave them hints. Why did he give them those hints? Meaning, number one, well, number two in our questions list, why did Yosef not want them to pick up on the fact that it was him? And wasn't he worried that they would pick up on the fact that it was him because he gave them hints? And number three, what was the motivation behind the fact that Yosef was indeed giving them hints? So, in this book, Mishulchan Rabbeleu Bauch, he says, the answer lies in the Gemara and Tainis. Gemara and Tainis, Daftesamudalef, says that Rabbi Yochanan bumped into the small, son, the small kid, Yaldoa Katan of Rish Lakish. And he saw him learning a Pasuk. He quoted a Pasuk in Mishle, Perik Yutes Pasuk Gimel, which says, Avlas Adam Tisalef Darkova and Hashem Izaf Libo. In short, what that means is that a person does bad in this world, brings on bad things that happen to him in this world, and then he turns to HaKadosh Bucho and says, Why did you do this to me? Rabbi Yechanan then says to this little son of Rishlakish, and he, he tells him, You know that everything that's brought down in the Nevim and Ketuvim is hinted in the Chamishachum Shei Torah. Do you know where this idea is hinted to in the Chamishachum Shei Torah? And this son said, Yes. It's with Yosef and the brothers in Bereishis, Perek Membeis, Pasuk Avches. It said that the brothers, one, one of the times when they left Yosef, Yosef hid money. They put money in their bags. So each one realized they got money. So they were very worried and scared. It says in the Pasuk, Each brother said to the other brother, they were they said, what is this that Hashem did to us? Because they realized someone set them up and put, that's what they felt at the time, that someone put money in their bags. So he says, here you see this idea that really they brought this on to themselves. This, this idea that someone set them up. It was their fault. Hashem did that to them because they deserved it. On the other hand, they didn't even realize it and they said to Hashem, why did you do this to us? Now, based on this Gemara, let's explain what happened. Let's go backwards in time. When the brothers thought Yosef's dreams were, were not true and he, they judged him and said the following, and this is why they threw him to the pit and eventually decided to just sell him to the Ishmaelim, because they believed he wanted to kill them. Just like in the hist- if you look back to the history, he sh- it was, there was always a rivalry be- between brothers. Ishmael wanted to get rid of Yitzchak, and then you have that Esav wanted to get rid of Yaakov. And now they believed that Yosef wanted to get rid of them, and that's why the dreams came into play, because he believed that he was supposed to be the continuation of Yaakov Avinu. And hence, they believed he had a din, what's called Roidef, he was running after them to kill them, and therefore they, the Baidin, they really believed that Son Hashem was that he should be killed, and hence they threw him into the pit. And that is what they believed, and they believed Hashem was with them. However, they weren't willing to dare and think, even for one second, that they made a mistake. And that maybe the dreams were true. And maybe Yosef is a tzaddik and is not a wicked person. They weren't willing to think that. Not even for one split second. And that's the idea that a person is blinded by his initial instinct of what he thinks. And it's very 
difficult to uproot that. Where do we see this idea? Reb Chaim Shmulevit says, we see this idea in a Pasuk in Shmois, the Pesan of Pasuk in Gemar in Sanhedrin, Tafzayin Amudbeis, says that the Dayan, a person, the Dayan that judges, he's not allowed to listen to one of the advocates' side until the, adver- the other advocate is in there in front of him. And the reasoning to this din says, the Rabbam in Sefer HaMitzvah, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, was Mazhir the Shofet, he warned the judge that he must hear both at the same time. I mean, they both have to be in front of them. Why? And I quote, Meaning, because your nefesh, when you, the first thing you hear, it gets, it's a first impression, it has such an impact on you that it's very difficult to uproot that and it's not going to be fair. And you see this idea in many places. But back to us. How does this help us alleviate all the questions we raised? So, the answer is the following. Yosef realized that he made a mistake. And he was a tzaddik, and he knew that. And he knew that his dreams were coming true, because indeed he became the second in command, Mishnah Lamelech, the king that everyone was bowing down to, in Mitzrayim. And hence, he wanted his brothers, this is already based on Midrashay Chazal as well, he wanted that they'll have a full atonement. And because he wanted them to have a full atonement, he wanted them to have hints so that they can come to the realization that maybe they made a mistake. Because he, as we know, he was an Adam Chacham Venavon. He was a smart person. He realized their flaw on their level. And that there's no way they'll even think for a second they made a mistake. And that is why, no matter what, all the hints in the world they had in front of them, it was still very difficult for them to come to the realization, wow, we made a mistake. Perhaps we totally missed the boat on the fact that we thought our brother was wicked and really was righteous, and maybe this is him. And therefore, they were blinded to all the hints that were in front of them. Yosef knew that, and hence, the motivation for Yosef to tell them all these hints is because he wanted to have to have, for them to have 100% atonement on their sin. The only way they can come to this 100% atonement is if they come to this realization, we made a mistake, and he knew that was impossible to happen if he wouldn't at least give them some hints so that it will be a fair matchup, a fair game that does a chance they could come to this realization. And that was the motivation behind Yosef doing that. And that's why he wasn't worried that they're going to pick up on it so quickly. And that is perhaps a proof to this idea is that Yosef wanted to continue to linger on and let them try to figure out on their own. But he just couldn't take it. And that's the word Vaitapek. He couldn't hold himself back and reveal to them he was his brother. But it seems like the planning was that he didn't want to tell it to them yet. Why? Because he felt it had to come from them. Just he couldn't take it that the Egyptians were watching what was happening here. He couldn't take it anymore and therefore he had to reveal it early. I'll call upon him, bottom line, what do we have here? We've answered all our questions. The reason the brothers didn't pick up on the, on the fact that it was Yosef, their brother, in front of them the whole time is because they were so blinded by their initial reaction of how they interpreted what was happening in front of them. And Yosef knew that, but he wanted them to have a full atonement, and therefore he had a motivation to give them the hints. Now, what's, this, what's the idea that we should take home with us? The idea is that a person should always strive for the truth and should realize that despite the fact that there's a very strong pull by nature, by human nature, to go with your initial instinct and how you view things, but you should look out of the box and think, perhaps I have the wrong perspective. Chazal teach us this. Rabbi Niyuna speaks this down in the Mishnah in Pirkei Avlis. It says, Aselecha 
הרב וקנה לך חבר, and sure you have a good friend. Why do you need a friend? Because the friend has the other perspective of things that you can learn from. עד כדי כך that it says that בייסילה, we pass in like בייסילה, the Allah is like בייסילה, not like בייסילה. The Gemara speaks out. The Gemara in Eruv, in Daf Yud Gimel, on Beis speaks out. מפני מה זכו בייסילה לקבוע הלכה כמויסן? And one of the reasons is because they always brought down whatever בייסילה said. Meaning, they gave a clear, fair weighing of the information of what Beit Shammai had to say. And based on that, there's way more probability that a person will reach the truth. I'd like to end off with a story. A friend of mine told me that his father was in the Air Force, one of the top pilots in the, in the Israel Army. And he was telling me that his father told him the following. We all know the vertigo effect, which means when the person is flying, then there could be points in time when he's not sure which way is up and which way is down. This is very relevant when a person flies very close to the ocean, which sometimes a per- in the army you need to do that for whatever it is, may- reason it is, maybe so that the radar shouldn't pick up on you, etc. But at the end of the day, there can be a point in time, let's say you're flying upside down, and above your head is the ocean, but really you think it's the sky. So you want to go backwards into the sky, and you're thinking you're going backwards into the sky, but by accident, you're actually going into the ocean. And chas v'shalom, that's how a person can kill himself without knowing. So how do you get out of that? You need someone that has a different perspective. Your brain thinks that's the sky, but it's the ocean. If you go and you keep flying into that, you kill yourself. So you need someone that's not biased by your way of thinking that could tell you and gear you to fly the right way. Maybe someone from the tower... etc. That is a great mashal for what life is all about and the idea we're speaking out over here. In order to reach this truth, the truth and strive to the truth wherever area you are in life, including learning, a person needs to have a friend, a different perspective, because our original perspective we're so tied down to, we're so blinded by everything else, that we won't be able to reach the truth. The truth. It's interesting that vertigo is... A lack of balance, and we all know that comes from the word from izun in Hebrew, Lashon HaKodesh, izun, balance, that comes from the word oizen, same sholish. But I want to add to that, it's not just the physical balance, to reach the, the truth, the harmony of, and balance of the truth, that's also through the ear. Because when you listen to the other opinion, then it helps ensure you reach this truth. And perhaps that is why one of the 48th Kinyanim, the ways to acquire the Torah is Ozen Shomat, to hear the other Tzad. Like Basil always heard Beishamai before they decided which opinion they, they thought is the right one. And perhaps that's why they always reach the truth and we pass in Allah like the Miratzon that will take this idea home with us and always reach the truth. I'd just like to end. Last night I went with my son to the Siyum Ashas. I know there was one in New York, there's also one in Yerushalayim in Binyanei Umah. And that's also this idea, when you're part of something big that everyone's learning together all over the world and there's so much information and, other, and people learning together that it's easier to reach truth because you speak things out with your friends and that's how you really reach, reach the truth. Yeratzon, that will be using this idea to, to reach the truth in all facets, facets of, of uh, our life. And through that, Bizoichet to get closer to Kaddish Good Shabbos.